My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As our regular listeners will know, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership and today that mission takes us to GTEx, a business known as Growing Together Exponentially, and we're here with founder, multi-award winning serial entrepreneur and author, Simone Vincenzi. Uh, Simone, very warm welcome to you today, and by all means, thank you for joining us on the programme. It's a real pleasure having you. Thanks for, it. Thanks for having me, Scott. It's a great pleasure. Mm. Uh, likewise as well, Simone. Yeah, thank you, of course, sir, for your time on the, on doing this. Um, now, uh, GTEx, um, you're a professional personal development training company, and you've helped a multitude of people sort of launch their own profitable uh, businesses. Um, you've been in charge for that company um, for almost uh, ten years now, um, but you've been, you know, an entrepreneur for quite a long time, haven't you? Um, even prior to that, so. Did you realize quite early on in your career then that sort of, you know, going into business for yourself, building successful businesses, leadership, if you will, did you realize that that was going to be the pathway for you at an early stage? Um, I kind of stumbled into the old being an entrepreneur path. Um, I always knew I wanted to do something different. Uh, school, it wasn't the path for me. <laughs> that was clear to everyone, was clear to me, was clear to my parents. No, I basically got uh, through school, but uh, it was very painful for my parents and myself to go through the entire process. And I remember at, I started working very early because I always had a very strong sense of independence. And I had my first job at 14 uh, in the catering industry. You know, what, what do you do at 14? You yeah. either go restaurant or retail, right? <laughs> you have a bit of work experience. And I absolutely loved it. And in, when since the age of 15, I had in my mind to open one day my own restaurant. And that idea got parked there for, for a while. And then I moved to London because I had a good job opportunity to work in a Michelin-style restaurant in Notting Gilgate. Mm. And it was the restaurant manager in that particular restaurant called Asagi that saw something in me that... I, I didn't see, um, and he started sending me to different seminars and workshops and giving me books to read, and at the time I was 22, so attending those workshops then allowed me to uh, really start thinking about, okay, what do I want to do? Maybe I can start my own thing, and also being surrounded by other entrepreneurs, definitely that's a vibe rubbed off, and that's how then I ended up starting my first company at 22. Yeah, amazing. Um, and it just goes to show, doesn't it, that your journey can start from pretty much anything. And it could be like experiences, it could be influential people that you end up meeting in your career. And sort of having sort of developed now um, to run your own businesses, um, if you think about sort of your own personal leadership style, if you will, Simone, how would you kind of describe that? Um. I have done some research and studies and tests on the different Goleman leadership styles. Mm -hmm. uh, I will not be able to tell all of them <laughs> right now in this interview, and I think that becomes an entire seminar. But the the one that uh, I naturally step into is the pace setter, which means uh, I lead uh, often by example. I'm the one getting things done, and a lot of people, they follow me because they see a role model and example. Now, there are pros and cons with this leadership style. The pros is that it's very uh, inspirational. 
because uh, people, they want to work with you because they see what you are accomplishing. But the downside also is that uh, I need to remind myself to slow down and uh, also check in with everyone in the team and that I'm not just doing going solo and do my own thing <laughs> because people need to catch up and, and being part of a team is not just putting the heads down and work and that's the downside of that leadership style. So everything has pros and cons. <laughs> Everything does. I'm um, indeed you're absolutely right. And um, at uh, GTEx, growing together exponentially, yeah, that main business of yours at the moment, you do work with a lot of people to sort of help them improve their businesses. And one of the key philosophies behind GTEx is building a community around your business in order to be successful. Um, what does sort of that strategy, if you will, actually entail in your own words? Well, I, I, I love to explain this strategy with the strategy with the story and how I got so passionate about community. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm Italian, and I think that family values are really strong in our culture. And uh, um, you know what we do on a Sunday, we bring people together, we bring the family together, and then we have a good time. And I think there is that uh, sense of creating this family environment around the business. But the, the real understanding, the real fascination about community started when I had, uh, while I was building GTEx, uh, and uh, it was still early stages, so wasn't making any money in, for the first couple of years. I was working part-time in a health food store uh, in southeast London, in Newcastle. It was called the Dick Bees Nursery. And the founder and the owner of Dick Bees Nursery is a, a genius in business. Is mm. this uh, old Hungarian guy uh, that... Uh, it was a really incredibly well-known in that community. And I'll tell you what he did to grow his shop. Every year, we were organizing a tomato festival. So we were getting the families to come down to the shop with their children, and we were planting more than five, about 50 different types of tomatoes. More than 2,000 plants of tomatoes were planted there, and I was watering them all. <laughs> And then a few months later, we did a harvesting day where we closed an entire street. We did a tomato festival and the family with their kids were coming to collect the plants that uh, they planted a few months uh, uh, before. And it was a great uh, moment that would bring the community together. We were partnering with other shops locally. We, were, we had music. It was a great time for everyone. Now, guess how much marketing did he have to do throughout the year about the shop? Mm. None. Interesting question. Yeah, <laughs> right? none. That was the only thing that he was doing for marketing. He was creating a space where the community would come together and the community would then buy from him and go to his shop daily for the rest of the year. And when I saw that emotion, I started uh, thinking, okay, how can I create a community around my business and how can I have my business be at the service of the community so then they fight the care of them, they'll take care of me and becomes a beautiful relationship. It's amazing, isn't it, what can happen? And uh, community is something that has been challenged certainly over the last couple of years by, of course, the COVID-19 pandemic, which has been such a big issue for so many. But at the same time, sort of on the other hand, it's ironically brought us closer together at a time where physically we've been apart, hasn't it? Um, how has sort of COVID and dealing with the challenges that the pandemic has thrown up actually been sort of for you and your business, Simone? I can imagine it threw up some quite interesting scenarios. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think like uh, every business at the beginning of the, uh, of the pandemic, 
didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what to do. Uh, the majority of our business, we used to run physical live events. We used to have more than 200 live training days a year. So w- moving from an event, event business to an entire online business uh, is something that we had to really switch everything in a few months. Fortunately, we were not new to the online game. And uh, in literally two, three months, we were able to um, restructure everything from team to the way we serve our clients, to the way we support them, to the way we get new clients. It took about three three months and uh, we, we had it down. Uh, but the talking about the community aspect, uh, what uh, was beautiful is that because we have spent the past uh, eight to nine years really taking care of our members, taking care of our people, making a name for ourselves, even from people that were not our clients, being there to support them, being a resource for them over the past nine years, what happened is that when the pandemic hit, almost no none of our clients canceled their services. Considering that what they bought and what they purchased were live events. And so we had to completely switch the way that we were delivering and they had all the right to say, you know what, I bought something different, I don't want to pay you anymore. They had all the right to do that. But because we were we had such a great relationship with them and they were seeing mm-hmm. behind the scenes how much we were working to improve the service that we were giving them, despite everything that was happening around, our only focus was how do we serve our clients better? We had almost no cancellation and literally we, we, we kept being in business where there were high chances that running a physical event business could have gone out of business very quickly. Yeah, absolutely right. So that could see it, uh, obviously have happened. But uh, the good thing is that because of that sort of rapport, that good relationship that you built up, I mean, it's, it's helped sort of with the business longevity. And it just goes to show, doesn't it, that, you know, um, if you kind of put the work in in the short term to, you know, enhance those client relationships in the long run where there are sort of times of hardship, it is going to pay off for you, isn't it? So it's the long game that you have to be thinking about within leadership. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And just thinking about obviously some of those lessons from the pandemic that you used to kind of, you know, improve your offering and diversify your offering, you know, taking everything online. I know we're out of the acute phase of COVID now, Simone, but do you think that, you know, some of those things that have come about during the crisis out of necessity, do you think you're going to stick with some of those to kind of just diversify what it is that you're going to be producing in the long run? Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, we all had to adapt. We all had to adjust. We learned a lot about, about ourselves, what we like, what we don't like, the things we were taking for granted on a personal and on a business level. And uh, one of the things that I've always wanted to do, for example, is uh, traveling. Um, right now, in the moment of this recording, I'm in the south of France, now by very close to Montpellier. Mm. And uh, with the amount of live events that I was doing before, I was doing a training, a live training uh, every two to three days, about 200 a year. So it was uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was very primitive to travel, or I had only certain times of the year where I could be out of the country for a longer period of time. Now, the way we run our business, we all work remotely. We we have run very few live events. So we mainly run online training, and that created another level of flexibility that works for me and my family that we didn't have before. So absolutely, we are going to keep doing, to keep implementing and keep going with the changes that we made during the COVID period. 
still going back to our roots and still having a place, a physical place where our clients and our members can connect, can interact, because uh, building solid and strong relationships is way more difficult to do online than in person, as we all know. So still having that place, but not uh, as much. And um, uh, I think that the other thing that we are going to keep doing is uh, to increase uh, even more the support that we're giving to our clients. Every year, we're always thinking, okay, how can we support our clients more? How can we support our clients better? We do a strategic intervention where our clients tell us what they want, and then we develop our service, our products and offerings according to what they want. And we will keep these practices going because we know that if we take care of them, they'll take care of us. That is exactly the philosophy to have, isn't it? And um, just because, Simone, actually, um, because I'm conscious we're starting to uh, run short of time, one thing I do want to touch on before we do finish is that we do have a lot of younger viewers, actually, who tune into this podcast who might be of, you know, the entrepreneurial mindset. They might have their own idea for starting their own businesses. And, you know, as somebody who is a master of client relationships, somebody who, you know, has built a business up whilst it wasn't monetizing to a point where it is profitable and to a point where it's doing well, um, if you were to give sort of one key piece of advice to somebody starting out to sort of begin on that road to success, what sort of big piece of advice would you give them to really help make that happen? Yeah, um, I will go back to the theme of this conversation about community mm-hmm. and the biggest piece of advice, which is also what uh, Mihai, the Hungarian man that I worked with, told me was build your community and your community will build your business. It's not the other way around. Lots of people build businesses and then they think, oh, I need a community to monetize. It's the other way around. Is uh, Who are people that I'm really passionate to help and, and support and create a space for them, create forums, create a place where people can come and connect, not just with you, but with each other. Because if you then become the place where people can connect with each other and facilitate that environment, then when they're going to be when they're ready to buy and they have their and they need that solution that you're offering they're going to buy from you because uh, for no other reason other than creating a space for them you've done that work and they can see that you're there for the long term so always build your community and your community will build your business food for thought for anybody tuning in certainly listening into uh, to that so thank you simone for that pearl of wisdom and uh Obviously, with uh, GTEx now um, having diversified your offering during the pandemic, uh, you're going to be continuing your mission over the coming months and years to sort of help businesses grow and do better. Um, so just over the next 12 months, finally, um, what are some of your priorities going to be for your business? And what are you really sort of hoping to achieve now that COVID, the acute phase of it certainly, is behind us and we can look forward? Well, one of our priorities uh, is uh, uh, to really start working with businesses uh, and um, helping them with effective product launches that uh, they do and they have. Because uh, throughout the pandemic, the way that people buy has evolved, has changed. And uh, a lot of the people that, uh, that we were working with uh, found very similar common challenges that, that the strategies that they were using before to create new offers and to get new clients um, uh, they didn't work anymore. While before they were working, now they're falling flat. And so there are incredible uh, online strategies to build that community, to create that buzz and that engagement before 
uh, you release a new offer or a new service or a new product. And uh, our aim is to help as many businesses as possible to have an effective launch strategy so that they can create, first of all, a space uh, uh, that is going to be uh, that where the clients want to hang out and their future clients will want to hang out and then having profitable launches. So that's going to be our absolute focus, as well as creating great experiences with our communities through some going back to live events, uh, retreats, uh, dinners, because uh, uh, we're doing actually organizing a cho- some chocolate workshop, for example, for mm. our clients. Uh, life's too short. So that's let's do business but also let's enjoy life <laughs> exactly right and the value of that kind of networking we've, we've really been reminded of that during covid haven't we that sharing of knowledge uh, that sharing of insight those kind of almost water cooler moments as they call them over in america that sort of help drive ideas drive innovation it is so 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 important and we do certainly need that back and ultimately as human beings as well we are social creatures aren't we so we i think we're really sort of recognizing the value of those face-to-face interactions now and you know, in this great new hybrid world that we're in, I mean, it's still going to have a huge part to play, isn't it? 100%. 100%. Fantastic. Um, Simone, thank you again for taking the time to join us on the uh, the programme today. We're just about out of time, but it's been an immense pleasure having you with us. And I'd certainly love to um, actually catch up and have you back on the show in future just to see how things are coming along within GTEx on that fantastic mission you're on. Uh, but for now, uh, do take care and do stay safe with all still going on. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun and definitely up for round two. Amazing stuff. Um, It was a fantastic, fantastic experience welcoming Simone Vincenze, serial entrepreneur, onto today's show. And I do hope that everybody tuning in thoroughly enjoyed the interview today. And just a reminder, if you are listening and you are a business owner or the head of an organization and you feel you have your own story to share with us here, then we at the Leaders' Council want to hear from you. So you too can apply to be on the program via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply to share that story with us. For now, you've been listening to your host, Scott Chaloner, on the Leaders' Council podcast. Take care and goodbye.